0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What the Pell is up? Everyone, this is Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans, and I am your host, Elliot Clough, hope you've had a good week or so, so far. Obviously, trying to get you as much content as possible right now is just a little bit difficult um, with uh, the current state of things and everything, but if you've been paying attention to the show, you may have accidentally missed last week's two episodes where I talked about, we dove into Zion's current legal situation with Gina Ford, and then Christopher Dotson of... Forbes Sports and his very own podcast, Protect the Nest, joined us. That dude is an expert on this legal case. He's at Doing DoingItDotson on Twitter. He's tweeting about it as things come in. He's giving updates. And if you missed that episode last week and want to learn a little bit more about Zion's current case, it's kind of sports news right now. That's pretty much the best we're going to get other than watching The Last Dance and, and some more developing stories as to if and when we know things will get back to some level of normalcy in the sports world with playing sports. I, I saw California is looking at opening stuff. And then as well, if you haven't seen, David Griffin announced that seven players are in the New Orleans area and will have access to. To team facilities. I believe it was two days ago that the facilities opened up. Um, Actually, in the meantime, Zion and Kenrich Williams have been continuing their rehab over quarantine. Uh, This was okayed by the NBA. New Orleans aren't, uh, the, the Pels aren't just going out of left field with this kind of stuff and being rebellious against the government or that quarantine or anything. But they have been doing that, which is good. Kenny, Kenny, Hustle struggling with with an injury, and then uh, Zion uh, continuing to work on that knee. It's just continued work. It's it's not anything new. It, it's not a uh, a new injury of any sort. So good good news on that. That's per Andrew Lopez. So uh, he's the ESPN correspondent covering the Pelicans. But the Pel's. Won't be expecting or asking anyone outside of the general New Orleans area to travel to the facility to get work in. Uh, The team will be taking precautions at the facility as well. Uh, Griffin says the team is using just two baskets, one player at each, one player in the weight room, and one player in the training room. Excuse me, training room. Everyone will be working who is working with players has gloves and masks on. Players are wearing masks when they're not on the floor as well. And that is also per ESPN's Andrew Lopez. So they're not having people come from out of state, come from out of the area to come work out at the facility just because it's not safe yet. Um, Good move by Griffin and the Pels. Uh, It's just smart. I mean, I was talking to my mom the other day, and this is just a, a civilian conversation more or less, but... In situations like this, the smart people have to be smart because the dumb people are going to stay dumb. Those people who are going to beaches, even though, I mean, yeah, they got opened up, but it's just not something you should do. So smart people got to be smart here, and that's what the Pelicans are doing. They're taking precautions. Yes, they are opening up the facility to get some work in, but they're doing everything they possibly can to keep the players safe, keep everyone who works with the players safe, the staff, etc. I believe Alvin Gentry will not be in the building uh just because he's a little bit older Um, keep him safe as well so a bunch of good things that the pelicans are doing it is good stuff that i mean good to see that the pelicans are able to get some work in during this quarantine Uh, we're not sure if that means any part of the season is going to come to fruition now but as pelicans fans as nba fans we should just be happy be glad that they're able to get some work in during this difficult time because I mean, I'm sure plenty of you have heard, I think it was Chris Paul who hasn't taken a shot or, or something to that effect. I, former former Hornet, I guess, former member of the New Orleans franchise, Chris Paul, who hasn't put up a single shot uh, during during this quarantine. I believe it was him. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, if it wasn't. But yeah, so so it's good to get Pelicans in, in the facility and get working, especially if the season does come back, if there's any sort of playoff push that the Pels can make. Uh, it's it's just good for them to be able to get work in, obviously to to get back into some sort of physical shape as opposed to what they were in. I mean, we all saw Zion <laughs> on that that uh, interview with Ernie Johnson. If you didn't, you can check it out on my Twitter. Actually, I tweeted a little link of that today, or a picture of that today, going along with some of the memes that have been coming out. But uh, you can check that out, Elliot Clough on Twitter, and that'll be reminded of uh, to you two more times. But yeah. If you didn't catch that news on Twitter, here you go. You can probably catch some more information on that Andrew Lopez's Twitter as well. Probably head over to the Pelicans' website, find some more information there, too. And, in other news, if you haven't been living under a rock... That's just a stupid boulder! It's not just a boulder! It's a rock! The Last Dance, a docuseries covering Michael Jordan and his last season in Chicago has come to a close. And again, I say unto you, this is the best docu-series I have ever seen. If you are a sports fan, you need to watch it. If you are a basketball fan, you need to watch it. If you just want to be entertained by an incredible docu-series, that's 10 hours. If you need to fill some time during this time that we're in, do it. Because this is some incredible, incredible stuff that ESPN has put together. Shout out to MJ and Scotty and, and Phil Jackson and all these other former players. BJ Armstrong, Tony Coach for taking some time to be a part of this doc because it was really, really incredible. Um, a, a perfect timing for, for this to come out and, and not only docu-series, but just... Comparing to any other documentary, this was the best stuff that ESPN has done. Incredible, great look into one of the greatest dynasties to ever happen in sports. And much like everyone else in the sporting media realm, this got me thinking about our team, the Pelicans. And I've done a couple other things like this so far, the the podcast of five players in the team history who could be added to this current roster. Uh, Any moments in the Pelicans history that deserves a documentary. Um, I believe I did another one. Forgive me if if, uh, it's not coming to my brain, but um, I had this idea really two or three weeks ago, and I was... I was reluctant because it can seem kind of hyperbolic, kind of out there, one of those hot takes, if you will. I decided to do it because if you play f- afraid, you're going to play bad, right? Basketball, you play scared, you're not going to have a good game. I think anybody who's played a sport knows that. You know, you're facing up against the number one team in the state, number one team in the district, in the country even. And you go in scared, you're gonna get annihilated. You gotta stay aggressive. You gotta do all you can. And that applies to the business world, that applies to sports, clearly, education, asking the girl out, and it applies here. And so this is it. I'm gonna fill you in here, Pals fans. There are, believe it or not, a decent amount of similarities between Michael Jordan and Zion Williamson. And I'm not talking, we're not talking about Zion's, not necessarily, not directly, his collective body of work between high school, college, and the NBA. We're just talking about these 19 games that we've seen from Zion. Because that's when he was on the Pelicans, right? Right. So, what have we seen from Zion that makes me make this bold claim? Well, I've got a few things. And no, their games are absolutely not identical in any way, shape, or form. However, start off with the easy one. Zion, I'm not going to say he's the most tenacious player in the NBA because. I think you could give that to Patrick Beverly probably whether he's you believe he's good or not he's a he's a junkyard dog if you will but he's got to be top 10 that's that's absolutely fair top 5 even I would I would say you watch one game of Zion ripping the ball away from Giannis ripping the ball away from Kevin Knox going after free throws It looks like he almost misses on purpose sometimes just to body the shit out of other guys. Zion not only has that tenacity, but he's got the big body too. And we'll get into that a little bit more here in a second. But Zion does not give a damn who you are. Doesn't give a damn what you've done. Rip the ball away from MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo. Put it back. And there's a big difference between ripping the ball away from Kevin Knox and Giannis Antetokounmpo. And Zion went right at Anthony Davis. Wasn't afraid to go at LeBron James. Zion has made it clear he doesn't care who you are. He's playing basketball. He's playing his game. And you're going to have to deal with it. If you tell me that's not like Michael Jordan... I don't know who it's like. Sure as hell, like LeBron James. Zion Williamson wants to win games. He is not about tanking in the slightest. While this current Pelicans roster is not structured the way Jordan's was in the 80s, Zion wants to win, and he wants to win right now. The focus is not on the future, it is about this very moment, this very second, this very game. Zion is not focused about next year. He's not focused about the year after that. He's not going to think tanking has never crossed Zion Williamson's mind. Doesn't care about injuries. Doesn't care about the structure of the roster. Zion Williamson wants to win right now, and he wants to win every single game. This dude is not about losing. Losing is not in Zion Williamson's vocabulary. While this team, yes, has lost, I mean, Plenty of games since his return. Zion is—it's not about who he is. There's a reason this starting lineup was a statistically the best in the NBA between himself, Drew, David, Derek Favors. Damn it, Derek Favors, Lonzo Ball, and Brandon Ingram. He's going to do anything, anything, to help his team get better. His fierce play is not identical to Michael Jordan, but damn. Zion is out there to win basketball games. Hey, Pels fans, we're taking a quick break here to remind you, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, hit subscribe, rate, and review this podcast right here. You're going to help us out a lot here on Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans. We're trying to promote the podcast, trying to get more and more people to listen. And if you subscribe, rate, review here on Apple Podcasts, if that happens to be where you're listening, that's going to help promote the podcast everywhere. Everywhere on social media, on Apple Podcasts. And you can just follow Or whatever else you do on Google Play or Stitcher. I know you can follow it on Spotify, but go ahead and hit that review button as well. Let us know what you're thinking of the podcast. And to interact with us here on Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans, make sure to go follow me. It's at Elliot Clough on Twitter, E L I O T C L O U G H. We're running polls, we're interacting with you as much as possible, sharing your opinions here on Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans. Now, let's get back to the podcast. To add to that, Zion hates sitting. You've got to know that any NBA player is going to hate that type of situation. You've got to be aware of that. Any player that's there to play the game of basketball. Not just to make money. But Zion had to sit out for four months. Absolutely hated it. And we got to look, on, look in at Michael Jordan's I think it was his second year that he got hurt, second or third year. I believe he had a stress fracture or or something to that effect where he was in a boot. And those were similar situations. As far as we know, Michael was not as injury prone. And going forward, we're hoping that Zion won't be anywhere as injury prone as he has been. But it more or less falls into the same category as what I said previously. But those few months of rehab... Not being able to play absolutely killed this young man, and he just was there for his team night in and night out and did what he could. He was practicing hard to the best of his ability and was there for his team despite the fact that he couldn't play. You know what else? Zion and MJ both had athleticism extremely beyond their time. Duh. Dunking from the free throw line? I believe Jordan was the first to do that. If it wasn't him, it was Julius Erving. Yeah, Zion did that when he was in high school. I think that says enough. But to add to that, Zion's explosion? I mean, we all know we've never seen anything like it. And there's a reason Michael was was coined Air Jordan. Absolute freaks of nature that are not just letting it go to waste. We know Michael Beasley could fill up the, the basket if he gave a damn about the game. We knew Andrew Bynum could have been even better than he was if he gave a damn about the game. And no, they, they aren't the athletic freaks that these two are. But Zion, thank God he cares about the game of basketball, huh? You know how we know that? Zion is a student of the game. The kid wants to learn. Why else would he have gone to Duke? You think the kid wanted to go to Clemson, really? I don't know how the hell that place was a favorite for a little while. Wanted to stay in the Carolinas, went to Duke. Learned under arguably the greatest coach of all time in the sport constantly asking questions he said it before he felt like he knew a lot going into duke and now he feels like he knows nothing and that is perfect and that means that he's going to do a this do so much more to learn the game of basketball and to help others learn the game of basketball he fits into that offense so well in new orleans with lonzo he wasn't a student of the game he wouldn't have figured it out by now and they figured it out quick with, with with zion on the floor that's a big body to figure it out with and the pelicans did quick now like i said zion and mj their game not identical there are multiple places that zion he's only 19 let's not forget it but there are multiple places that Zion can clearly focus on and improve on to be more like his airness. That tenacity that I mentioned should use it to become a better defender. Zion is too explosive and too athletically gifted to not be a two-way player. It's tough to find a matchup for him because he's so thick and so beefy, but also 6'6". He doesn't have the lateral foot speed to keep up with some of the best guys in the NBA. He's just not savvy a defender enough to, to know what to do yet. And again, like I said, he's only 19 games in too. But Zion does leave much to be desired defensively. So that is a clear place that he can improve. Zion needs to do more to make his game holistic, covering every facet of it. Zion is incredible in the post. Doesn't really have a right hand. Doesn't have great handle. Despite hitting four games or four three pointers in his opener in January, not the greatest shooter in the world. Again, needs to get better defensively. There are a plethora of things that Zion can do to make his game more holistic because MJ was good at everything. So there's plenty for Zion to do there. And as I mentioned, Zion does weigh 285 pounds at 6'6". So, oh yeah, he's a big boy. He needs to lose a little bit of weight. Whereas MJ got in the weight room to beef up to prepare for the bad boys of Detroit. Zion needs to get uh, on the treadmill and hammer it out. Maybe count some calories. And if he wants to stay healthy long term, that's going to be a big part of it. Zion needs to eventually become the "it's my shot" guy. In the docu series, we heard Scottie Pippen, I believe it was Doug Collins, was his coach before Phil uh, before, before Phil Jackson, and he said the plan was when MJ hit that shot against the Cavs in the playoffs, give the ball to Michael and everybody get the f out of the way. Zion needs to be, needs to get there mentally, become confident enough which he's incredibly confident already for a good reason but like but but to take that final shot be that guy be the de- the cold-blooded killer that we knew Michael was. And later on in his career this isn't something that Zion needs to have into his game now and it's not even necessarily it's his game it's it's an off the court thing it's a metaphysical thing leadership. And I said it for good reason. Zion's 19. He's a rookie. He doesn't need to lead this team right now. MJ didn't necessarily lead his team when he was a rookie either. He was the best player. That was evident. But was he a leader? I don't know. I don't think we, we really learned if that was the case in the last dance. But Zion will get there eventually. I mean, Drew is a leader of this team right now. Derek Favors is. JJ Redick is. But Zion doesn't need to right now. Will he eventually? Absolutely. And I think he's one of these naturally gifted, charismatic young men to where he will be there and and he'll learn enough from Drew, JJ, Derek Favors in order to instill that later on. I don't think this is something that he necessarily needs to quote-unquote worry about by any means. And there are also places where Zion should just stay Zion. Because I just said it, charismatic, incredibly kind young man. He's humble. Zion has rarely, I don't think I've ever heard him say, yeah, I'm a freak, yeah, uh, uh, which would be so easy to do. I guarantee if I was in that position, I'd be a cocky mf'er. I don't know about you. I totally would. Arguably the greatest athlete that year to come out of high school. Went to Duke on scholarship, obviously. Played under Coach K. Played with R.J. Barrett. Cam Reddish. Number one overall pick. Everybody in New Orleans loves him to death. Incredible dunker. In the race for rookie of the year, and he only played 19 games. And he's still an incredible interview. I mean, I made the reference to the Ernie Johnson interview. He was on JJ Reddick's podcast. If you need I mean, if you want to really get a glimpse into it, watch that. Because the kid is just incredible. For his age, incredible. Bully ball. I said it. Zion does not give a damn who you are. He's going to push you around on the block. He don't give an F about nothing. MJ was a bully, but he wasn't a 6'6", 285-pound bully. So keep that type of energy down there is what Zion should do. And then lastly, donation of money to the workers at the Smoothing King Center. He is a no-law treasure, my God, folks, you can be the best basketball player in the world. You can be the best basketball player ever, but that doesn't mean you're a good person. Zion Williamson is a good person, and that's why Zion should just be Zion as a human being. Yes, absolutely learn from MJ, learn from LeBron, learn from Giannis, learn from Drew, Derek, JJ, but Zion Williamson should stay Zion Williamson too. All right, folks, that has been today's episode of Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans. I got another podcast coming your way tomorrow to talk something a little more interesting, also related to the last dance. I think you'll I think you'll want to come back and check it out. But hey, in the meantime, go follow Elliot Clough on Twitter at E-L-I-O-T-C-L-O. O U G H. That is where we're going to be interacting with you, the listener, on Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans. We got polls. We're asking questions. Want to hear from you on everything. Of course, you can. And we're not doing hashtag What the Pell is up anymore. Frick that. It's What the Pell. What the Pel is up is too long. What the. What the Pel. It's What the Pell, Okay. I'll use keep using that hashtag to remind you on my Twitter. But also, while you are here, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, hit subscribe, leave a rate and review. The more you do that, the more it's going to push the podcast, the more we're going to be able to get you better content, better guests, better production, etc. Follow Believe on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and you can check out a plethora of their other podcasts on Believe.com or just head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you're listening to this podcast right here. And, of course, you can check out some more Pelicans coverage on Fansided's Hoops Habit page or The Bird Writes as well. Do not forget, head over to Twitter, follow at Elliot Clough or you can hashtag what the Pell you're gonna be interacting with us here I believe on the Nor- in the New Orleans pelicans Twitter here at believe in the New Orleans pelicans on Twitter so much and I can't wait to hear from you share your thoughts on this podcast and we're gonna have a poll up today actually now that I think about it today and You're more than welcome to respond to the poll, share your thoughts. If you respond to it, you know you're going to be getting your opinion shared on this podcast, and that's what I want to do for you. That's what we want to do for you here at Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans. And with that said, I am your host, Elliot Clough, and this was Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans.